Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Now, here's Lance Meadow. Pepsi Giants Extra Point is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. Energy efficiency for game time. And anytime, brought to you by PSENG. Bigelow Tea, grab a mug and tea proudly. American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. Hackensack Meridian Health, keep getting better. And brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Giants. An impressive win for Big Blue across the pond as they rally past the Packers 27-22 to improve to 4-1 and for the first time since 2009. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you here recapping these festivities. This was a game in which the Giants trailed 20-10 to 10 at the break. So you put the safety aside, Jonathan, because they gave the Packers those two points. The Giants outscored Green Bay 17-0 in the second half. They put together several lengthy drives, but I want to start focusing on the defense. A big turning point in this game, Dexter Lawrence's sack on a third down, which forced the Packers to have to punt. Maybe they would have considered a lengthy field goal, even if they don't lose yardage on that play. And then the goal line stand, essentially, where you get two consecutive batted balls at the line of scrimmage from Aaron Rodgers, Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence, and then McKinney on an all-out blitz. Yeah, look, the, the the change in point, I believe, was that Dexter Lawrence sack, right? And then you got a, a touchdown play by the Giants, 15-play drive that took up eight minutes, and then a three-and-out by the Packers. And then the ball right back into the Giants' hands and another scoring drive. That's when you saw the momentum shifting over to the Giants, and you saw the Giants were beating the Packers physically in this game. And I looked over you a couple times like, they are beating, physically beating and dominating this Packers team. And you got to love the way they finished this game, man. This is an amazing game, four-quarter game that you saw the Giants be, you know, the guys that maybe we didn't think they were. They're strong finishers, and we saw them do that this week. This was a Green Bay defense, Jonathan, that had the number one third-down defense. They were allowing opponents to convert just 24% of the time, and the Giants finished 6 of 11. And to me, the big difference was you look at the third downs distance-wise, they didn't put themselves in a very precarious spot. They ran the ball on some early downs. It was manageable third downs. And when you do that, you give yourself a fighting chance. And I think that played out not just in the second half, really throughout the entire game. 
Yeah, 100%. Very manageable third downs. I think that's because of the play call, running the ball early. Daniel Jones, again, another week in a row being decisive when he tucks that ball down to run with it. Again, I still don't like the way he takes shots. (laughs) I keep saying it over and over and over again for the last few years. I don't like the way he takes shots. But the guy's proven himself to be durable, and he's proven himself this year to be a finisher. He is showing that. And I, look, I'm, I have a sense of pride for the New York Giants, and especially when we go play Green Bay. I haven't had too much luck against them. And to win, Aaron Rodgers has a lot of people numbers. Now he doesn't have the Giants number anymore. Packers had won the three previous matchups. We'll certainly have more to break down. We're going to hear from Brian Dable, get some player reaction as well. That was the game breakdown. It was brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. And a reminder, Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com every weekday at 12.30 p.m., all part of the Giants podcast network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. We'll be back right after this as the Giants top the Packers 27-22 in London. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. Second and seven for the 22. They toss it left for Barkley. Barkley gets a grease. Barkley to the 30. Cuts it to 40. Barkley weaving into midfield to the Packers' 38-yard line. And he's finally tackled there by Eric Stokes. And Saquon Barkley had himself someday 106 scrimmage yards. Highlighted by the go-ahead rushing touchdown as he is the player of the game. Brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers. ELEC 825 building our future as we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you. The Giants storm back as they knock off the Packers 27-22 in London to improve to 4-1 on the season. Off to a 4-1 start for the first time since 2009. We are awaiting word from Brian Dable. In the meantime, our very own John Schmelk is monitoring the hallways as Brian Dable will slowly make his way into the media room. And John, normally I'm not a big fan of time of possession. I don't think it necessarily tells the whole story, but I want to highlight that because this is a game where I think time of possession actually does justice. They had the ball, the Giants, for well over 32 minutes, and you look at all these lengthy drives. They had a 15-play drive. They had a pair of 11 play drives they finished and scored points on these lengthy drives and that was a huge differential in today's game yeah lance to your point here um 100 agree with you and i think you know the time of possession was important but look at those last five giant possessions mm-hmm. 55 yards of field goal 81 yards of touchdown 56 yards of field goal 86 yards of touchdown 63 yards of touchdown they scored points on those possessions so combine that with the time that was used up on those drives you know that's the difference. The Giants scored touchdowns on three of their final four drives. I'm throwing out the drive where they you know, purposely took the safety. But those are three touchdowns in four drives. That's how you make up a 20-3 deficit. That's how you come back and beat Aaron Rodgers. That's how you win football games. And we haven't seen this team this year score three touchdowns in a game so far. I mean, they haven't done it. So... They had to against Green Bay with a better offense. They did, and I think you have to give the coaching staff a lot of credit for scheming this offense up today, for Daniel Jones for executing it. The Giants did not make any mistakes. You know, we always talk about, guys, the importance of big plays, and we had that big Saquon Barkley catch and run to set up that final game-winning touchdown. But if you go to the drive before that, 15 plays, 91 yards. And the reason you can 
have a drive of that length with that many plays is you don't have any offensive penalties, you don't have any sacks, you don't have any fumbles or interceptions, you protect the football, you play fundamental football, and that allows you to have that type of lengthy drive. Because usually you're going to have some type of mistake in 15 plays that's going to set you back, but the Giants didn't do that. They played clean football. That was the game-tying drive, and then again, you had that big Barkley crossing route on uh, the final drive to set up that touchdown. So just excellent job by the coaching staff scheming this up on offense against one of the better defenses in football. Again, they struggled against the run all year, Lance. They were great against the pass, but the Giants were very efficient throwing the ball today. So, again, excellent job. Good job by the players executing it, and they had to play their best game of the year to beat the Packers today, and I think without a doubt they did. And they needed to throw the ball also, to your point, because the Giants scored a season-high 27 points. They had scored 21 or less in each of their four games, and you knew even though Green Bay's offense was down, they were going to have to up the ante in terms of the point total. Daniel Jones, 27 pass attempts, 31 runs. They were able to maintain balance despite the fact, Jonathan, that they were facing a double-digit deficit at the half. So I think that was critical. And once again, I want to go back to the third down efficiency because I was looking through the third down distances. I mentioned they were 6 of 11. Let's throw out the last third down, right, because they took a kneel down. That doesn't count. That was a third and 12. So outside of that, of the 10 remaining third downs, they only faced two for 10 yards or more. And once again, to me, that's a product of being able to stay ahead of the chains with the rushing attack as opposed to – you're all of a sudden third and 10, third and 12, and now you give the Packers an opportunity to really bring the force of the pass rush your way. Look, this is, the I think, the best, the most accurate that I've seen Daniel Jones. He's throwing balls across the middle. He's throwing them low to the receiver so they can get down and not take a hit. I only seen one bad throw, the one to Slayton that was a little bit behind him. That could have possibly been a touchdown. But good, he got Slayton involved this week, which, you know, last week it was like, what do is he part of the offense? Is he going to be part of the offense moving forward? Mike Kafka did a good job at mixing it up this week. Last week it was the bootlegs to the left. This week it was flat. Guys to the flat, to the right, right now. And it's like the quick read to the flat. If it's not open, he's either throwing it right now or he's running it right now. And I think when you take the decisions, uh, the the options to make different decisions away from Daniel Jones and a quick read, and if you don't make that play, you run it right now, I think that's where we see success for Daniel Jones. Make it easy for him. Make it simple for him. And when you make it that way, he makes decisions very fast. And as you can see, when he tucks that ball, he's a force to be reckoned with when he has that ball in his hands. Well, I think to piggyback over your point, the fact that they were having him roll out of the pocket more often than not, you didn't allow Green Bay to have what I like to call it bats. They didn't get many hits on Daniel Jones because you didn't keep him in the pocket. Dallas a few weeks ago, right, the Cowboys feasted Jonathan because Daniel was in the pocket. In this game, I think they made that necessary adjustment. And the other thing that you were tapping into, the play calling. The double reverse, right, for one touchdown to Bellinger. And then on the Barkley go-ahead touchdown, Jonathan, Brightwell was in essentially as a fullback role, right? Because he was the one that set up the block on Eric Stokes to allow Barkley to roll out towards the right and get into the end zone. Tremendous play calling offensively for the New York Giants. But then also defensively to finish out the last two drives for the Green Bay Packers. They went all-out blitz. And that was possibly the last play, but it wasn't. And then at the end, basically having, you know, your guys, your best pass rushers out there rushing against Aaron Rodgers and Zimenez making that play to eventually end the game. Look, we talked about 
them going for two, Green Bay, them going for for two points if they score. I was like, you know, that takes some cojones to do that. <laughs> but we all know on our side, Dayball is the one that has the cojones. He's the one that's calling these plays. Well, also, Wink Martindale, I think, deserves yes, some credit. Yes, Jonathan. I think he sure. put his cojones on the table and said, Matt LaFleur, move over, okay? Because I'm dictating the tone of this game. It was a mano-a-mano matchup, and the Giants' defense got the better of Aaron Rodgers because – the one thing you don't want to do is you give Aaron time, he'll roll around the pocket, somebody right will get open in the back of the end zone, and they were very aggressive at the line of scrimmage. They didn't even get him an opportunity to really survey the field much on that final possession. And it was their first stop in the red zone, Jonathan, after Green Bay capitalized on their previous two red zone trips with touchdowns. Tremendous way to finish the game by the Giants. You know, like I told you earlier, I said this probably four or five times. I'm like, they are physically beating this team. They are physically beating this team. And that's what you want to see. You want to see a team who can fight back and get the lead to go ahead and physically impose their will, run the ball, and then defensively stop who is one of the better quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the league, and doing what he does, which is come back and win games in, fa- in an extraordinary fashion. And we took that away from him from our play calling and our guys on the defense really executing these calls. And that's why you can't emphasize enough the Dexter Lawrence sack because the Packers followed with a three and out. And the reason why that was big was because, once again, the Giants are putting together lengthy drives of the second half. But, Jonathan, let's go back to the first half. And we were talking about this at the break. Aaron and company, I mean, they were carving up the Giants. They weren't getting explosive plays, but they were getting chunk yard. I'm going to jump on you here, Lance. I apologize. Head coach Brian Dable heading to the podium. Let's listen in. How's everybody doing? Good. Good good hard-fought win. Again, it came down to the end. Our guys competed for 60 minutes, made a few more plays in Green Bay. Uh, they're a good football team. You know, we've got things to work on. Obviously, some nicks and bumps and bruises. A long trip back. Um, so, you know, get at it. Go next week. You were pretty fired up as you were leaving the field. Can you just talk about the emotions of, of this game and, and the victory? Uh, yeah, it was a, I, I just appreciate all the support, the crowd support here. You know, it was obviously. Uh, a lot of Packers fans, it felt like an away game, um, which I know was their home game. Uh, but at the end of the game, it felt like a home game. So when it feels like that, you put a lot into it each week. Um, players, staff, coaches. So you get that win and, you know, immediately after you're pretty excited and go to the locker room, drink of water, and come out and do a press conference. How would you describe what you've seen from your team in the first five weeks? Uh... I think they play hard. They, they do what we ask them to do. They trust in, you know, things we ask them to do. They work extremely, extremely hard. I mean, these guys, we, we, we practice hard, um, practice really hard, but we try to practice smart. Um, they play good situational football. You know, it's, it's, it's really not, the f- whatever, five games. It's just this game. You know, we were three or four, I think, in the red zone to their two and three. Oh, we're on third down six of ten or something like that, six of eleven which was much improved. I thought we were very, very efficient. I thought the quarterback had an excellent game, um, and he's had a few of those. Maybe his stats don't reflect it, but he's, he's led the team down to wins. He's played good in crunch time, um, you know, coming back from a little bit of an ankle. So, and really, every, I give credit to all the guys and all the coaches. Um, just good group to work with, Bob. Can you talk about what, you know, Saquon had to go in? And yeah. And came out and came back in. Um, you know, just what happened in that whole sequence there? He went in, he came back out, and he went in, and then he was 
you know, and he said he was good. Uh, they looked at him. But he felt, you know, I kept asking him on the sideline, you good to go? He's, he was good to go. Um, we'll see where he's at. Uh, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll be ready to go next week. Uh, but he's a competitor. You know, that's what I'll say about Saquon. He, he competes. But I've seen that in OTAs. No, I just think it's the next game. That's that's all these games. You give credit to all the teams you play. They're all good. Um, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is an exceptional quarterback, but again, it's a team game. Um, we have to play well to put ourselves in position. I thought the coordinators did a fantastic job. Wayne Kafka and T-Mac all week, you know, leading up to it, being prepared, getting their stuff done ahead of time, coming out here, you know, adjustments at halftime. Those three guys did a great job, and, and the players followed their lead. Sure. Well, I give credit to the players first because they have to prepare like they're starting. You know, everybody talks like it, but we we do things during the week where we put guys in. Uh, you know, we did a seven on seven week with you know some of our practice squad players along with our regular squad players. I think the coaches do a great job of getting them ready to go. Joe and I talk about it all the time. Your number can be called anytime. Um, can be brought up anytime. Maybe it's two weeks, but. You know, let's make sure that you're in the playbook, that you understand your responsibilities as a professional, be a pro. And when you're ready to go, again, every player on this roster is here for a reason. Um, so we expect whoever it is to get ready. There's no, there's no excuses in the National Football League. Everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through injuries. Everybody goes through downtime. Everybody goes through a couple losses. I mean, that's just, if you can't handle that, you know, you're probably not made to be in the National Football League. Um, and we got a long way to go still. Uh, it's a good win. But there's a lot of things that we, we got to clean up, and you know we'll, we'll try to do that. Brian, did Bellinger have the uh, option to throw that pass on the, on the touchdown? He did, yeah. Where did he, where did he see that made him not do that? Uh, he just thought he could run it in. So <clears throat> um, it's a play we've run in the past. Uh, we threw it for a touchdown. It was on a two-point play. Uh, this one... I just told him, if you can run it in, I trust your legs a little bit more than your arm. I still think you can do it, but if you can do it, go ahead and do it. If you think there's any, at whatsoever, anything that it might get knocked down or a bad play might be happening, we got another down. Let's just line up and go again. Ryan, uh, second half, you guys 17 nothing basically. What changed in the second half for you guys to be able to sort of switch offense and defense to, to come out? Uh, look, I thought the, the coaches were doing a good job in the first half. I thought the, you know, they made a few plays you know, that they drove down. They were a good football team. They had a big one on a pass interference penalty. They got another little pick down there on us. They had some good plays that, that they made, and you know, we started off a little slow uh, offensively, so they got the ball. They got some momentum, but again, it's a long game. It could, you could start fast and fade out. You could start fast and then fast. There's a lot of different things that can happen, I think. You know, what we've preached is let's not worry about the scoreboard. Let's not worry about the results. Let's just focus on the next play. And uh, whoever's in there, let's, let's do your job to the best of your ability, whether it's a coach, it's a coordinator, an assistant coach, player, support staff. I mean, those trainers doing a great job. Daniel had a little cut on his hand, getting him ready to go out. Saquon going in and out. It's a, it's a collective team effort, um, you know, football. Uh, our, our building is, it takes everybody, uh, not just a couple people. Coach, what is the biggest step you see in Daniel this season? You see him from the training camp, but what is the biggest step you see in his uh, play? We saw this drive from the second half, 
was really confident, but for you as a coach, what is the biggest step you saw on Daniel Jones? Yeah, I, I just say that he, he comes in ready to go each week. Uh, he's very humble. Uh, I think it's very, very important to him. He has very good leadership amongst the team. Uh, players got a lot of respect for him, and I know the coaches do too. We have confidence in him. Um, you know, he's done a really good job for, for our football team and the things that we've asked him to do. He's done them well. Um, and I'm glad he's our quarterback. Uh, yeah, I'd say we we discuss a lot of strategy. I'm back on, you know, I'm on the defense, and I click over the offense, and I got a private line with a couple of the guys, Ty and Cade, and I go to special teams and talk to T Mac. You know, we just you know formulated a plan. Obviously, Wink, the Wink again, Wink, Kafka, and T Mac did a fantastic job of leading their units, um, and the players give the players again. The players get the credit. They're the ones that made the plays in crunch time. Um, Unfortunately, we got this one. What did you guys make specifically at halftime with the defense? What, what adjustments did you guys make? Um, because Aaron and, and then they really didn't do anything really then, aside from the drive, you guys still stop them. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always things that, that you talk about as a coaching staff. Again, we were trying to make those throughout the series. And again, the first half, you know, they got down there in a big, you know, DPI. Um, then they scored in one that was, I think it was on the eight or something where they got down. They had that little play to Mercedes. Uh, they made a couple good plays. Um, but I don't think you, you panic and make, you know, wholesale adjustments. There's certain things that you, that you talk about. And I think, again, Wink did a great job with that along with the rest of the coaches. Brian, do you think that two more? I mean, this is obviously not a normal situation here. Playing in London? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, and, and, and kind of such a big event feel to it. Um, <clears throat> what did you say that your team was able to down, and stand it, you know, it's crazy, they've allowed for you, allowed for them, you know, this is not the normal type game, and the way you guys handled it in the morning. Um, I don't know, Paul, I just think the guys just keep playing, you know, that's, again, we put them in as many stressful situations as we could, and OTAs, and training camp, and, you know, don't flinch when something bad happens, you know, there might be other, <clears throat> we just don't want to flinch, we just want to keep playing, you know. And it's, it's easy to say. I think it's hard to do, but our guys do a good job with it. Um, it's what we try to do every game, you know. Uh, sometimes the outcome is, you know, what we want, and sometimes it's not. But I give credit to our guys. They compete. They compete like heck for 60 minutes. Thoughts on Darius Slayton today. He's had a limited role in the offense for the first couple of weeks of the season. He stepped up in some big plays today. Slayton, did you say? Slayton. Yeah. Uh, again, mental toughness. It's not perfect. Uh, you know, it's easy when everything's going great for, for people. Um, everything's saying good things about them and things aren't going. I mean, this kid had a good mindset. Uh, I shouldn't say kid, young man, and made the most of his opportunities um, when he had an opportunity to. So uh, when, you, when you make plays, you get more opportunities. Um, and, and he did that. Anything else? Okay. All right,
Y'all leaving tonight? All right, so that is head coach Brian Dable reflecting on the Giants' 27-22 win over the Packers, commenting on Daniel Jones' performance, and the last comment about Darius Slayton stepping up, six catches, 79 yards, and they needed him to lead the way given all the injuries they had at the receiving court. We'll have more on that. We're just getting started here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. We'll get some player reaction, also continue to break down the offense and the defense and how they were able to rally in the second half to knock off the Packers by five and improve to four and one on the season. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. This is Daniel Bellinger, and you're listening to the radio home of Big Blue the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Second and goal three. Jones, a little end around to Barkley, a double end around. And now running with us, the tight end. Bellinger in for the touchdown! A double reverse! And Daniel Bellinger, the rookie, with a rushing touchdown. And the Giants pull within 17-9 with an extra point pending. And that was one of the Giants' three rushing scores on the day as they topped the Packers 27-22. That brings us to the Giants' power report. Brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. They ran the ball 31 times for 125 yards. So in all five games this season, the Giants have surpassed the century mark. Saquon Barkley, 13 carries, 70 yards. The go-ahead score, Daniel Jones, 10 runs for 37. As we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you. Reacting to an impressive come-from-behind victory for Big Blue over Green Bay, in which the Giants, let's face it, they outscored the Packers 17-0 in the second half. They gave them a safety at the end. They needed to give themselves a little bit more room and flexibility because the last thing they wanted is a repeat of what happened in the Dolphins-Bills game a few weeks ago when you had a punt go off the behind of one of the Dolphins players. So they avoided that. Jamie Gillen just running out to the side of the end zone. But let's focus, Jonathan, on what I just read rushing number-wise. The rushing attack, here's the thing. Regardless of who they've gone up against this season, they have been able to present this still as the identity of the team. And I think what was interesting about today's performance, maybe more so than what we've seen in previous games, is it wasn't just Barkley. We played the double reverse. Bellinger got involved. Breida got involved a little bit, right, when Barkley was having a shoulder checkout. And even though Daniel Jones's numbers are not overwhelming, he only averaged 3.7 yards per carry, he had a few draws where it parted like the Red Sea. He took an opportunity and ran for some first downs there. The the Giants are mixing it up offensively. Kafka, he's mixing it up. He's throwing in screen plays. He's throwing in design quarterback run draws and plays for Saquon. They're getting the ball on the outside with the tight end on a double reverse. With he had a potential to throw the ball, and that's what you have to do. Yes, we want to be be known as a physical running football team, but not just line up in twenty one personnel, which is two backs and a tight end, and run the football straight ahead. Let's line up in some passing situations and run the ball. Let's line up in some big fronts and pass the football. The Giants are mixing it up. And as we can see with the the different type of plays that we scored on in the last few weeks, run plays, pass plays, reverse plays, and then also getting some new guys involved, Slayton's involved, the new receiver we got uh, uh, fresh off the street, he's involved too. So he's mixing up, getting all the guys involved in these plays and then also the roster. These guys, they finished this game. And that was a question that I had. 
going into this game. Do, do we have a team that can finish? You know, we got the lead late in the game. Can we finish? And they proved that they could. And that's the difference between this year versus previous years, right? The defense had been on the field how many times last season trying to protect the lead and the Couldn't opposition get the correct, gets a field goal or a touchdown. We're seeing different results, whether it be Carolina, a three-point game. Today against Green Bay, a seven-point game at the time. Those are the things you look for in the defense. And speaking of Daniel Jones, who you brought up, very efficient in terms of his decision-making. 21 of 27, 217 yards. He protected the ball. No turnovers. was only sacked once. Our very own John Schmelk had an opportunity to catch up with him in the locker room. All right, we're in the locker room. We're joined by the winning quarterback today, Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones. Daniel, you look back. How did you guys orchestrate that comeback the way you did to come out on top today against the Packers? Uh, I think just uh, executing. You know, I don't think it was anything crazy we did. I don't think there was, uh, you know, I think we're just 11 guys executing. We found a way to move the ball, and uh, we were running it well. We were passing it well, so guys stepped up and made plays. Take us through that 15-play, 91-yard drive. It's hard to execute long drives like that. You have to avoid negative plays to put you in bad down and distances. How are you guys able to just stay the course and continue to march that ball down the field? Uh, I think it was just a good a good mix of run and pass. I thought uh, you know Calf did a great job calling it and, and giving us some opportunities to make plays and guys stepped up and uh, you know when you have a long drive like that it's about executing play after play and avoiding you know negative plays avoiding the mistakes and uh, just continuing to do it. So I thought uh, guys did that. It looked like you guys managed to clear out that side of the field for Saquon on the final drive to get that big crosser for a big gain. Was that part of the design there? Uh, yeah, I think it was just, uh, yeah, like you said, really good design. Um, coach did a good job dialing it up. And then, uh, you know, getting Saquon in space, letting him run is, is always a good situation for us. So uh, he did a good job executing that, good protection up front. So um, it's a good play for us. Can you just talk about how you're working with the coaches to scheme this stuff up? If you look back, you know, there aren't, you know, a bunch of 20-plus yard passes in the air downfield, but you're doing play action, guys are opening up, you're accurate, you're hitting them, you're being efficient. Just how do you see this whole game plan and the way you're trying to attack come to come together to have an efficient victory like this where I think you scored on all five of your final drives? Yeah, I think it starts up front. I think the guys, uh, you know, up front did a great job uh, establishing the run early on. You know, we had a couple couple big runs and then, uh, you know, some play action off of it. Did a good job in protection. Um, and guys are doing a good job getting open down the field. So, um, yeah, I think it's just, you know, 11 guys executing. That's what it takes to play well on offense, and, and it starts up front. So those guys did a good job, uh, you know, off, you know, starting the game off, being able to run the ball, and then everything comes off of that. How about Darius Slayton? He hadn't had a chance to do much so far this year, steps up today, forces a couple defensive penalties, has a couple really big catches. Your connection with him? Yeah, Slay played great for us today, and, um, you know, I've got a lot of trust in him. Uh, we've played a lot together, you know, so uh, a lot of faith, a lot of trust in him to come up and, and make big plays for us, and he did that all day. So, um, you know, happy for him for him, and, and uh, like I said, a lot of faith, a lot of confidence in him. Finally, you're sitting here now at 4-1. and one. You know, what have you guys done so well, and what's left? Where can you still get better as you move forward and you try to turn this 4-1 and one season into a playoff season or maybe more? I think there's a lot. There's a lot for us to continue to work on, continue to improve as a group, and that's what we're going to focus to do. You know, we're only five games into the season, and um, there's a lot still out there for us to to uh, accomplish and to improve on uh, as a group, as a team. So that's where we're going to be focused, um, and we're going to continue to put in the work and, and uh, you know, see, uh, you know, how much better we can get. Daniel, congratulations on the win. Thank you. All right. Thanks, John. So that was Daniel Jones with our very own John Schmelk referring to how they managed to score on each of their last five possessions, two field goals, three touchdowns. He talked about 
the chemistry he built with Darius Slade. And remember, they were part of the same rookie class. They were together in that first rookie mini camp. And ever since then, they seem to get on the same page. But due to other wide receivers coming into the fold, Darius has not had his number called, Jonathan, up until today. But you look at no Kenny Galladay, no Kadarius Tony, Wondell Robinson still sidelined. You know, this was an opportunity for him. And he took full advantage because we could sit here and analyze the numbers, but this to me is what jumps out, Jonathan. He was targeted seven times by Daniel Jones. Six of them resulted in a catch. That's the type of ratio you like to see. That's efficiency right there. We need to see that week in and week out. And we always talk about complementary football, defense, offense, and special teams. They were complementary today with coaching and player execution. Coaching putting out, I think, fantastic play calls, and then the players on the field actually executing them to a T. And I think that happened on both offense and defense for four quarters. And, yes, we got behind early, but then when you showed that fight, you showed that resiliency and the composure, which in teams prior to this year's Giants team, I don't think we've seen. Well, they got playmakers on both sides of the ball that were on full display today. Speaking of the defensive side of the ball, Xavier McKinney came up with a huge play. We'll step aside. When we come back, we're going to hear from the Giants defensive back at his take on what Wink Martindale was thinking as they got two deflections at the line of scrimmage off Aaron Rodgers on their last two defensive stops. That and more coming up as the Giants beat the Packers 27-22 27-22 in London. They're 4-1 on the young season. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. 105 to go. Giants up 27-20. Trying to pull off a huge upset in London. Fourth and two for Green Bay at the Giants' seven-yard line. Rodgers calls out signal, still into his right. Two receivers left, one with the near side right. Rodgers takes the snap, back, fires it, pass, batted by the Giants, incomplete. The Giants set the blitz, and they batted it away. And that was a huge play because that sealed the deal and stopped the Packers in the red zone when they were knocking on the door from the two. It is the play of the game brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford is the official vehicle of the New York Giants. I'm looking through the numbers right now as we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. He's Jonathan Casillas. I'm Lance Meadow as the Giants stopped the Packers 27-22. to So, Jonathan, Aaron Rodgers had 14 incompletions in this game. Half of his incompletions resulted in passes defensed. They had seven PDs, the Giants. I mean, that to me is something you don't really notice unless you dig deep into the numbers. And Aaron is efficient, as we know, if you look at his career completion percentage. And not to say that he had a bad game, but when he couldn't complete a pass, it was a result of the Giants' defense doing something aggressive or being in position to make a stop. That's my point. Playmakers making plays, you know, all over the field. The defensive backs was getting their hands on balls, and then also the guys up front. Anybody that was blitzing, they knew Aaron Rodgers has a very low trajectory when he throws the ball, and it looked like they was coached that. And everybody that went in there, when he looked to throw the ball, they had their hands up in his face. So, look, like I said before, great coaching, but even better execution, just like that Bellinger play. Yes, it was a great play call, but if Bellinger didn't wasn't decisive in making that call to tuck the ball in and run, we we don't know what the what the result would have been. So look, great job coaching Kafka, uh, Mark, uh, Wink, Martindale. 
uh, coach uh, Dayball, great coaching, but even better execution all day long by the New York Giants. And on both sides of the ball, it's important to emphasize, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he now has eight career starts against the Giants. He only has 23 touchdowns and five interceptions. So that's more of a reason. When you get seven passes defensed against Aaron Rodgers, Jonathan, that's a small little thing that you'll put on the mantle. You're not throwing a parade over it, but I think you're pretty proud that you were at least able to fluster him a bit. The player press conferences are brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. Speaking of McKinney, we also heard from him in the locker room. We're at the locker room, Xavier McKinney. We executed on defense. That was the main goal. We stuck together, and um, you know we, we played as a team, man. That's how we that's how we get things done. What were the main adjustments that you made at halftime? Because that defense came out and just shut down the Packers. Yeah, just just that we needed a little bit more energy. Um, you know, we, we felt like we were playing well, but it wasn't good enough. And um, I think going out to the second half, we just added another spark. Uh, we our leader stepped up. And, um, you know, we went out there and uh, we finished the second half. It wasn't just leaders as well, though. There were a lot of players that perhaps weren't too high on the depth chart at the start of this season, stepping in throughout the game and making plays. Yeah, we got we got a, we got a team full of guys, man. It, we do this as a collective group. Uh, like I said before, we're, we're one unit. Uh, we play as a group. We play as a team. Uh, so whoever goes down, everybody's always ready to, ready to step up when their name is called, when their number is called. So uh, that's what makes us so great, man. It makes it fun because these guys, everybody's locked in. Everybody's all in one. Everybody's on the same accord, and when it's like that, it's easy. Xavier, can you talk about the job Nick and Justin did? Think about Clyde and Justin Lane stepping in with, with once the door went down a corner. Yeah, they did a hell of a job, man. They did a they did a hell of a job. They were ready to go. Um, so you know, all credit goes to them, man. Uh, you know, they didn't have to. You know, we didn't have to talk to them much on, on being ready to go. They're already prepared, and uh, you know, when they went out there, they balled. They did what they were supposed to do, and uh, that's all we could ask for. How big was that Dexter Lawrence sack? Big, super big. Every sack he get is big, man. So, you know, he one of those guys that can wreck the whole game. And, uh, you know, he is Dex, man. So, you know, he does that a lot. Um, so uh, we, we love having him. Um, I love for him to be, you know, on the front line. It helps us out tremendously. And uh, he always makes plays, so we love it. Do you guys feel like you played your best game of the year today? Nah, I don't think we played our best game. Um, but I think collectively as a team we played really good. Uh, but I think we, we still got a lot of room for improvement. That's Xavier McKinney. So Xavier McKinney reflecting on the defense's ability to get Aaron Rodgers off the field. Julian Love led the way with seven tackles. He had one for a loss. Dory Jackson, who left this game with a knee injury, but before he left, he actually finished tied for second with Jalen Smith with six tackles. Want to read through a few other notable numbers on both sides of the ball as we run you through today's stats brought to you by Pepsi. Giants watching is better with Pepsi, the official soft drink of the New York Giants. And really, I think the team stats tell an awful lot. Third down, 6 of 11 against the number one third down defense coming in that Green Bay showcase. They held opponents to 24%. The Giants ran 59 plays. They had the ball for over 32 minutes. And most important... They finished with scores. Two field goals, three touchdowns. They were three for four in the red zone. You know, those two numbers have to be synonymous. You can hold the ball all you want, Jonathan, but most important, you have to be able to finish. I always say, hey, takeaways are great. Time of possession is great. What do you do with those numbers? Well, they had something to show. They didn't have any takeaways, but they had something to show for time of possession, and that was a huge number that jumps off the page easily in this one. Yeah, 100%. The, the Giants are known to be a physical team. Of course, we're leading the league in rushing with Saquon. So you expect them possibly, you know, to win the time of possession, given that we're a running team. But 
with us finishing the game the way they finished, with all of those scoring drives beside you, even the last, we gave them two points at the end of the game. So you could count that as a scoring drop for us as well. But to finish the game the way they finished after being down the way they were down early, yeah, they could have got up. They could have got frustrated, but they kept their composure. We are seeing a team with a lot of young players, with a couple of guys who are veterans, Daniel Jones being a young veteran, showing his leadership abilities, Saquon showing his leadership, Xavier McKinney showing his leadership ability, Dexter Lawrence showing his leadership abilities. These are a whole bunch of young veteran guys that are playing like they're OG, like they're old heads, like they're OGs because they're showing their composure. And this is something we haven't seen from Giants team in the past, and I think this has a direct effect because of Dayball and everything that he brought to this organization. And they're also maximizing the roster. I think that's important to note. You talked about the youth. Some teams will stay away from some of the young guys, right? Okay, maybe midway in the season we see a little bit more out of them at practice. They're getting out on the field as quickly as they're bringing these guys into the roster. I mean, for example, Nick McLeod, who was with Dable in Buffalo, but a few corners go down, McLeod gets called out. And, and it wasn't easy going, Jonathan. I had to, I had right? to look his name up. I had to look his name <laughs> up as he was. He was 44. Let me go look at him Welcome to quick. covering Giants football over the last two years, Jonathan. <laughs> well, look, you, you look for who's going to be a contributor this week. You know, who's going to be a contributor this week and help us win the game? And when you look at the game through and through, so many guys did that this week. So many guys stepped up. Marcus Johnson, who I had to, again, look him up. Who is this guy that's catching passes from Daniel Jones? Because he wasn't the normal guy that we used to seeing this year. Richie James and Sills, they're there. But then Marcus Johnson comes in and has, I think, three catches, three targets and three catches from Daniel Jones. Such a solid solid contributor in his first game for the Giants. And look, we need guys to step up like this because it's not going to get easier as the weeks go on. Especially with Baltimore coming on the horizon. Dexter Lawrence had a very impressive performance. Let's listen in to him with the media. You know, break down the defense. And honestly, we just came in and said, it's not over. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep playing for each other. And the outcome will show itself. Any more for Dexter, what's his what's say about this team? You, you know, you, it just seems like there's another injury every week and they keep bouncing back from it. What, What's it say about this team? Uh, it just shows the heart and how much you know we want to play for each other, how much we want to be there for each other, and the coaches getting getting uh, every guy ready in, in their room. Um, it kind of sucks to have you know your your key guys go down or guys that you count on, but at the same time, you know it's the it's we all pro, so we all got to be ready to when our numbers call. Were you were you bummed today when you got here and found out Leonard wasn't going to play? Um. I kind of, kind of expected it a little bit. So my mind was already, you know, I had to keep showing up, you know, holding it down till he get back. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how it's been. You were a part of, of some of the struggles of this, or a part of a team that struggled the last few years. This turnaround, I mean, do you credit a decent amount of it to, to Brian and, and the staff that, that he's kind of brought in? And- yeah, I think, yeah, I think he just, you know, he brought a different attitude. Um, you know, he, he, he let the players kind of lead things, and he let the players take control of some things, and he take care of us, and, you know, he just got all of us feeling like it's, it's one. It's a unit. It's a family, and, you know, it's a good credit to him. Were you, were you surprised at all when you guys got here and said, go out and have fun in London? Uh, um, and did you have fun in London? Um, I didn't end up going. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I was resting. Uh, I was tired. 
But, you know, yeah, I, I love to nap. <laughs> uh, Next, uh, other than napping, is there one thing that you uh, did away from the field here in London that, that you can take away back to the, the States with you? I took some little pictures of the, of the where. We're standing where. Um, took some pictures, ate some fish and chips. Almost got kicked out of a, uh, a place for calling it fries. <laughs> um, you know, had some good curry. You know, just relaxed, got some good, good, good massage. It was, it was chill. I was chilling. Dexter, how it feels to have these Saga games, Aaron Rodgers, in front of all this yellow uh, wave of, of right. Packers fans? It was looking like Lambeau No, it felt good. You know, sacking like one of the greatest uh, Hall of Famer for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I can't. You know, you can't ever get that back. So you got to take advantage when you play guys like that. And it was special. Yeah, thank you. The Ravens are back to uh, you did well during the last game with underdogs as well, like you did today. You guys like the underdogs? Yeah, I think every game with underdog, and you know, I enjoy it. You know, um, you know, we embrace it, and you know, we just go out there and fight for four quarters, and it shows. Dexter, just, sorry, last one. Is that a motivating factor for you guys that you're the underdog? Um. I think it's kind of just like it just is what it is type of thing. Um, it does, you know, boost because we know who we are internally, and you know, just for everybody to you know hold us down, you know, it just shows that you know there's no pressure on us. So we just go out there and play, be who we are, and you know, the outcome will come to itself. When you went in for fish and chips, I'm guessing there's a few of you. Did they recognize who you were? Oh, uh, they knew we were big people, so they kind of just like, like, what do you do? Like, are you basketball players? <laughs> See, I kind of my eyes is bigger than my stomach. I had got like two large cods and a large chip. I call it a fry, but chip and, and so who? No, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was Dexter Lawrence. For those of you counting at home, the stat sheet reads five tackles, four solo, a sack, a tackle for a loss at a quarterback hit, two pieces of cod as well, and a few chips on the side. As Dexter Lawrence giving us a breakdown of what he ate for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Well, the Giants feasted on the Packers' defense in the second half. That's one way to put it, en route to a 27-22 win as they are now 4-1 and one on the season. We'll step aside. We hope to be hearing from Saquon Barkley, and we'll also look ahead to what Jonathan was alluding to earlier. They go up against Wink Martindale's former team next Sunday at MetLife Stadium, the Baltimore Ravens. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSE&G. This is O'Shane Zimenez, and you're listening to the radio home of Big Blue, the fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM New York. Lance Meadow back here with you. Let's take you through the Week 5 NFL scoreboard. And in unusual fashion, we're actually taking you through games relatively early because the Giants kicked off Week 5 as a busy Sunday got underway in London. So all of these scores in the first quarter. You have the Bills leading the Steelers 10-3. Kenny Pickett making his first career start under center for Pittsburgh. 
It's the Browns shutting out the Chargers 14-0. Jacoby Brissett connecting with Amari Cooper for a score. Vikings 7, Bears 3. They just finished the first quarter there. Justin Jefferson already 7 catches, 91 yards. Patriots 3, Lions nothing in the first. The Seahawks ahead of the Saints 7-3. Jets blanking the Dolphins 2-0. Teddy Bridgewater left this game with head and elbow injuries. So rookie Skylar Thompson, their third stringer, is under center. The rookie out of Kansas State. The Falcons and the Buccaneers are scoreless as they just wrapped up the first. Tennessee 7, Washington nothing in the first quarter, and no score between the Texans and the Jaguars. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow T. Grab a mug and tea proudly as we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Saquon Barkley now addressing the media. That's a good one. What does this start mean to this team? It's, it's the best start for the Giants in 13 years. Um, I mean, yeah, you, it's a great start. 4-1, um, and uh, you know, is where you want to be. Uh, but like I said, you can't can't get too caught up in it. You just got to keep working. Um, and there's a reason why we're 4-1, and one, and that's because of the process. And that's because, you know, we got guys coming to work and believing in the system and, um, you know, setting the culture, setting the standard and following it. And, uh, that's what it means. We've got to just continue to do that. And if we continue to do that, continue to believe in each other, uh, when we look back at this thing, we'll, we'll be, be pretty excited. Um, just got banged up, uh, laying on me pretty wrong, pretty weird. Um, that is what it is. Were you losing were you on the sideline? Why were you stumbling? <coughs> I'm just trying to gather exactly what happened with kind of I wasn't woozy at all. I wasn't stumbling. If anything, I was like this, pacing back and forth because I'm trying to get back in the game. Uh, there's there's protocols. There's things I got to go through to get you back in the game. Um, we have some, you know, if not the best training staff and doctors, and you know, I, I put my trust in them. Obviously, I spent a little bit more time with them in the last couple of years uh, rehabbing than I would like. Uh, but, you know, I know they got my best interest in heart, and um, not only them, the coaches too, and, you know, did everything they, they can to get me back in the game and try to help my team win. I didn't see Gary's touchdown. I, I got to see a little bit of it, but I didn't get to see Gary's touchdown, which I'm a little upset about because I love Gary. That's like, you know, not like trying him, but that's like my little brother. And I, I love the way he runs. I love the way he carries himself. And I'm really excited. And what way to get your first touchdown, you know, in a big game overseas in London. And uh, I, I was like, I made sure. I was like, you got the ball. You got the ball. He was like, yeah, he gave it. So um, that's, that's big for him. I'm excited for him. Will you describe the atmosphere in the stadium? Something similar to Penn State, uh, something like put you more, uh, more more energy to run more, like we saw on that play in the first half. Yeah. How do you describe the London atmosphere? Uh, the energy was amazing. Uh, like it felt like a college game, to be completely honest. Um, you got your credit where, you know, the Green Bay they showed out. Uh, I don't know if they came from. From Green Bay or just over here, you know, it's a big fan base, but uh, they showed out and it felt like for me, like you said in college, like we were at a Michigan or at a Ohio State um, on a way and, and, and as a way team. And that's how you want it to be. You know, we said that back against the wall, it's only us here. Um, and, you know, we're going, we, all, only, th only thing we got is each other and we lean on each other and we're able to get the win. But the, the stadium was amazing, the atmosphere, this whole, this whole trip been amazing. And uh, I love what the NFL is doing and trying to expand the game. And, um, you know, hopefully we're here soon. What are you most proud about this team today, this win today? What are you most proud about as you leave here? Um, one, I would say just a win in general. Like I said, it's hard to win in this league. Two, just what we've been showing throughout the season, uh, just how tough, um, how competitive. Um, you know, it's a dogfight. Find a way to get in the fourth quarter. 
um, and drown them. You know, that's the mindset that we have. Just keep leaning on each other, keep trusting each other. Um, when they make big plays, don't waver. Uh, never, you know, never have that mindset that the game's over. At any opportunity, we know we can come back and win a game, and we show that in a couple of weeks. And that all starts with the process. That all starts with, you know, with Joe and Dave and all the coaches, and you know, into the leaders and us passing it down to the team and coming in with that standard, coming with that co that changing the the whole culture. And we got to continue to do that. We got to continue to believe in it. You mentioned Brian there. You mentioned Brian Dable there. I mean, how much of a difference has he made to this team this year? He made a big difference. Um, not just only Dave, everyone. You know, all the guys that came in, all the coaches, um, you know, all the staff from the guys who were here prior and who are here now. Uh, you know, they're, they're doing a great job. And we have unbelievable coaches. And uh, the big thing, we got players that trust in our coaches and trust in the system. And um, we, we know that, hey, they, you know, they're, this is the NFL, they're going to make plays. But at the end of the day, if we just keep believing it, keep trusting the process, we can get the job done. Do you think they thought you were going um, no, nah, I kind of, I kind of just try to make a play. To be honest, uh, I felt like I knew what we were doing, and once I saw GB go out, I knew it was only a corner there. Uh, so I was just like, GB's making a block, and it's a foot race. So I guess right. Is it is this um, you know we kind of saw it last week in the game, and now and it's always been in, but we haven't used it. Is this a what do you mean by that? Oh, um, uh, no, I don't know. I mean, uh, every week is something new. I, I think Cav, Bobby, you know, the whole offensive staff do a really good job, not only in the run game, but just as a scheme in general, but definitely in a run game, put in the position to succeed. And, uh, you know, we feel like we can find a way to make some plays in that situation, you know, obviously going to carry over. But that's the biggest thing that I guess going back to your question uh, that I'm proud about is just the way that we're able to adapt every week. It's a different run. Um, it's a different type of scheme or we dress up in a different way uh, to get it going. And, you know, obviously the Packers came out with the mindset, try to stop the run and probably what every team is probably going to do from now on. But uh, we just got to continue to adjust. And for me, find a way to make plays uh, in the past game got to be better early in, like early in the game with the drop. That, I don't know about that sticks in my head, but um, anyway, I can get involved in there too, find a way to make plays. I was going to ask about the wildcat. Like, what it, what does it feel like to be back there, and sort of when that gets incorporated into the offense? What do you feel like having that as a part that you can add to to this team? I just feel like you know they put the balls in my hand, the ball in my hand, and I got to make the right decision. Um, just go through the keys uh, and go through my rules and just play the, play the game. Uh, yeah, obviously just a standard, the culture, the coaches. But to be completely honest, what I believe has changed is just we're finding ways to win games. Um, there's been a lot of times in, throughout my career that we've been in this situation in the past, um, in the first couple of games, and we, we always end up on the wrong side of it, and we're finding a way to end up on the right side of it. And that's just all because of the process, all because of the way that we come to work, all because of the way that, you know, the way that we got guys that love to be coached, the way our coaches coach, um, everybody from up, from all the way up to the top of the building to – you know, training staff to being in the lunchroom, uh, equipment guys, everybody. You know, we, we, we got a really good thing going on in the facility, and we just got to keep building on it. Yeah, you know, the respect and the legacy of Aaron Rodgers, the story of this game. He's at the six yard line, and he doesn't play the two seven yard game. What's wrong with you, Ron, as you're watching that fight? Let's put the trust in this game. 
Nothing. No, I wasn't really nervous at all. I knew we were going to find a way to make a play. Um, that's, that's what we've been doing. We've been leaning on each other, stepping up when need to be stepped up, was offense, was defense, was special team, making plays. And, um, you know, obviously 12 is 12. Aaron Rodgers is not the best player in the league, one of the best players in the league. Um, but, you know, our defense did what they had to do in that situation. I was probably a little more nervous on the the – the Hail Mary attempt because, you know, you never know with that guy. But uh, our guys on that play made plays too, stepped up when we needed the most. Obviously, the goal is always to win the Super Bowl. But do you ever get a chance to take stock of how far you've come? You've, you've scored the winning touchdown in London. Not many players can say that in the NFL. Do you ever get a chance to take a step back and think what you've done in your career? And yeah, I, I do that a lot. Try to live in the moment. Um, you know, that was like the first thing when we got over here. Uh, I was sitting there jet lagged tired um and gb brightwell uh he literally was just like man i'm in london by play a football game and when he said that i kind of the reality just kind of hit it was like we are overseas playing a game that we love trying to expand the game uh to fans new fans um and you know if i go back to when i was an eight-year-old kid and i started playing football uh you know i'll be really happy where i'm at and um, obviously you can't look too far behind you can't look too far too far in the future but um, just try to live in the moment, take it day by day, and continue to fall in love with the process. And uh, if you continue to do that and continue to take that, those steps and those little steps up that mountain, uh, by the end of this thing, we'll be happy where we're at. Thank you, guys. So that was Saquon Barkley speaking with reporters after he got the go-ahead score to give the Giants a 27-20 lead. They would ultimately beat the Packers 27-22 in London. Make sure to download the ASAP app to get all of your game day needs in and out of the stadium. Use code GIANTS22 to score free delivery, tickets, autographed items, and more. ASAP.com is the official mobile ordering partner of the New York Giants. We will step aside when we come back. We'll set the stage for next Sunday as the Giants return home to go up against Wink Barnendale's former team, the Baltimore Ravens, and the challenge that Lamar Jackson presents in comparison to Aaron Rodgers. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. This is Daniel Jones, and you're listening to the radio home of Big Blue, the fan, WFAN, and WFAN-FM New York. Second and goal at the two. Giants trying for the tying score. Brightwell is your tailback. Two tight ends to the left, one to the right. Sills the only receiver. Jones calling signal. Takes the snap. Hand off Brightwell. Powering his way off the left side toward the goal line. Is he in? No signal yet. Touchdown, Giants. Gary Brightwell powers it in from two yards out. His first career rushing touchdown, and the Giants are an extra point away from tying it up. And that is today's scoring drive of the game brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. As that capped a 15-play, 91-yard drive. It took over eight minutes off the clock as the Giants would tackle the extra point, tie the game at 20 en route to a 27-22 victory over the Packers in London. They improved to 3-0. In games across the pond, Week 8, 2007, the first ever international game. They topped the Dolphins 13-10. to Then Week 7, 2016, a game that Jonathan Casillas took part in. They beat the Rams 17-10. to Landon Collins with a pick six in that game as he just reunited with his former mates as he was added to the practice squad. And now they beat the Packers by five. So heading out of the United States usually is a good omen 
for Big Blue as they are now 4 and 1 on the season and 2 and 0 on the road. We welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you. A reminder that Giants football is brought to you by your local Ford stores for great deals on the full lineup. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford is the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Jonathan, right before we stepped aside, we heard from Saquon Barkley. I found it interesting. He was asked about at any point, was he nervous when Aaron Rodgers was in the red zone because Aaron has such a good track record? He said, no, I was actually more nervous about the Hail Mary than perhaps him trying to punch it in from two yards out. And I know they showed the playoff game in 2016. I don't mean to pour salt into your wounds. I know you were a member of that team, but Aaron did hit up Randall Cobb, coincidentally, who's still in a Packers uniform for that big Hail Mary. And we talked about the red zone stop, but O'Shane Zimenez getting a hit on Rodgers on that play and not even allowing him to really survey the field much and heave it down the field was just as big of a play. We needed O'Shane back in 2016. <laughs> Did you ever? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look, that 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 play, that's the thing about Aaron Rodgers. He's so dangerous. Like, you 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 talk about a Hail Mary. Like, the, the percentages of that happening and you actually completing it is very low unless you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you know? And and listen, when I listen to Saquon, he sounds such – he sounds so mature. He sounds like he's been in the league for, like, 15 years. And when you come in as a new coaching staff and you want to, you know, establish culture, right, you need a conduit for that. Saquon is perfect. He's such a like good and humble guy, but then when you watch him on that field, he's fiery. He's running guys over. He's running past guys, and that's what guys take to. The locker room takes to that. Guys that, yeah, they talk to talk, but look, can they walk the walk? And Saquon does that in and out. So Dayball is so lucky that he got Saquon healthy right now and able to talk and able to be that conduit of basically change for the New York Giants culture especially since there were games this season where they had to win with the running game alone. You don't have Saquon like that making those difference-maker type of plays. Who knows what position they're in. Before we wrap up here, the network portion of our program, Jonathan, I want to look ahead. So the next game is Sunday at home against the Baltimore Ravens. You know there's going to be a lot of storylines entering that game because Wink Martindale knows John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson very well. But in fairness... Right, Lamar and John Harbaugh know Wink Martindale very well because they went up against that defense in practice. I'm curious your perspective. Is there somebody that has an edge in circumstances like that, whether it be on the offense or the defensive side of the ball when you have sort of a reunion, people that were coincided with one another for quite some time? I think as a coach, I think as a coach, coaching somebody that you're so familiar with that you know their weaknesses because you've been in that locker room as in a coach and you know that, okay, he does these things poorly or he does the, he doesn't do this well, or he doesn't see this corner coming on the blitz. Like, you know, these things. And then as a coach, you try to help that, that player. But then on the other side, you try to expose that as much as possible. So I think we have a slight advantage. Interesting, because this is going to be, we talked about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers being a different level, right, mm-hmm. compared to the Panthers and the Bears. Well, Lamar is cut from a completely different cloth than anybody else they face. You talk about Justin Fields has some mobility. Lamar, he's not, Jonathan, he's not a mobile quarterback. He's a running quarterback, right? He could easily lead the team in rushing yards. They run plays directly for him to do damage on the ground. So, 
I know you hear this term all the time, gap integrity. It seems like a cliched line, but that may be the key focus for Wink Martindale's unit. Guys like Tate Crowder and Jalen Smith being able to slow down the quarterback on the ground as much as J.K. Dobbins, who's their conventional running back. So we're talking about Lamar Jackson, who if he played running back, will probably be the best running back in the league. His stop and go is sensational. I don't think I've ever seen a a quarterback, let alone a player, be able to change direction as he does. So this is somebody we have to be. And look, I don't care if they win the game tonight. Whoever comes in, whatever whether they're three and two or two and three next Sunday, this is going to be a very difficult challenge for the New York Giants because of Lamar Jackson and everything they can do. Because he's not just a running quarterback. When he tucks that ball and he's throwing the ball to Mark Andrews and Bateman, those guys are very dangerous on the outside. And he is not only just a running quarterback; he can throw the ball very well from inside the pocket. And for those of you who are Giants fans, if you want an early scouting report. How convenient. The Ravens play the Bengals on Sunday night football. You can sit back. You can watch. You can take notes on Lamar. You can even provide some feedback to us during the course of the week on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Stick with us if you're listening to us on The Fan in New York. We're going to be right back with more postgame coverage. But it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants digital platforms. Final score once again. Giants go into London, knock off the Packers 27-22. They are 4-1 for the first time since 2009. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, brought to you by PSENG. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.